0: With us this morning is Troy Jackson, author of a book called Living Undivided, uh, Loving Courageously for Racial Healing and Justice. Uh, Troy is the co-founder of Undivided and has the title of Chief Strategies Officer. I'm going to ask questions about that. I've never heard that title before. That's very interesting. And has also been spending a lot of time doing faith-based community organizing. Good morning, Troy. How are you, sir? I am well. How are you? Good. We're doing really good. Thank you for spending some time with us. Uh, This is an organization that I I think we need to know more about. What exactly is the organization of Undivided? And you got to tell me, what does a chief strategies officer do? (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's a good question Uh, that I I wrestle with on a daily basis. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so our organization started out of a church in Cincinnati called Crossroads Church back in 2016. Uh, which is a very large uh, congregation, and we built a multi-week, really discipleship and spiritual formation program on race and rooted in Jesus, rooted in Scripture, that engages history and engages uh, conversation and story sharing across racial and ethnic difference. And 7,000 people went through Undivided uh, back in the day at, at Crossroads, and then in 2020. Uh, during the pandemic and uh, in the midst of uh, George Floyd and some of the racial reckoning we we're having as a country, we launched out to be uh, our own nonprofit. And I think what we do now is continue to do that discipleship training work, partner with churches around the country, other organizations, and also for those who want to get activated and be part of their own personal and their community racial healing and justice journey. We support them as well. And So a lot of my work is trying to figure out who do we partner with and how do we uh, build bridges in new geographies around the country. So those kinds of strategies.
2: Yeah. So, Troy, tell me a little bit about what you talk about and what you mean by uh, a flow of racial healing and justice, and what does that look like, and how do you put that into practice?
1: Yeah, our, our sense is that as a society, we are becoming more stagnant and the algorithms of social media are driving that. Uh, the, uh, the ways we're going more and more into our own camps, we call it, we're not the only ones to call it the echo chambers, where we are surrounded uh, by those who think and uh, have similar perspectives and backgrounds to us uh, if we're not careful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we believe just as stagnant water uh, breeds some really toxic things, part of the what we're experiencing in our politics—I mean, it's surprise, surprise—twenty twenty-four, and things are already getting uh, very challenging. Mm-hmm. Is because we aren't—we aren't building the the reps and the rhythms and practices of connecting across difference, sharing our stories, being uh, someone who embodies the love of Jesus in this conversation. So we actually root this in uh, Ezekiel forty-seven, where there's a. An image of a rebuilt temple, and there's water flowing out of that temple, and there are trees for the healing of the nations that spring up along the, the sides of that river and actually turns the dead sea to life. And we believe uh, connecting with the Holy Spirit and the work of Jesus offers an opportunity to take things that are left for dead and people that are ready to give up on uh, church, Jesus, and the, the possibility we can be uh, united across racial difference, and uh, make uh, this land a place uh, that glorifies Jesus more. We Some have given up on that. We have not. Mm-hmm.
0: You mentioned the algorithms that social media use to keep us engaged online, right? Keep us reading, keep us scrolling, <laughs> keep us uh, being involved there. And I, I know that what we see online, what we see in the evening news, etc., and and other feeds— the this is the stories that are given to us in order to uh, incite a reaction but you're on the ground you're in communities is there a difference between the the struggles that we see online and in the news and the struggles that are actually happening in our communities is there a is there a big difference
1: i think that part of what's happened is that the online algorithms have begun to take root in our churches mm-hmm. and in our communities. And so congregations are becoming battle zones. Uh, school boards are becoming battle zones, uh, and, and maybe they have been for a while. Uh, and, and I think part of what – I was just in uh, Michigan a couple of days ago working with an amazing leader uh, up there uh, on a strategy uh, – again, that strategy word – around what does it look like to, have a, to uh, partner with churches uh, and communities in Michigan this year so they're more unified in January 2025 than they are now. And it's not by just saying let's be unified, it's giving people the tools and training to have what we're calling non-partisan, non-persuasion conversations rooted in our values and story and curiosity about one another. Uh, and we think that that's possible. And, Frankly, the only way to move this is starting local, starting in those life-on-life relationships uh, that, that are possible in your church, your neighborhood, uh, in, in your place of work with family and friends. And uh, So we're going to try some stuff around that in Michigan and maybe a few other places, which mm-hmm. are going to be uh, filled with polarized toxicity this year. And, and by the way, we believe race is often used subtly as a dividing line. And so we do think talking about race and building across race, race and ethnicity, Chuck Mingo, who's our founder and co-author of the book, uh, with me, uh, is, is really uh, is intent as a, a black man, I'm a white guy, uh, that, that part of the strength of what is possible is when we're united and actually able to have healthy conversations where we don't always agree, but we're united in Jesus and able to move mm-hmm. together in the world.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. talking with uh, Troy Jackson about the book Living Undivided. And so as followers of Jesus Christ, we know that the Bible uh, addresses everything that we can talk about in our, in our daily walk as, as believers, and, and this also pertains to uh, this particular topic about racial reconciliation. So what does Scripture say, uh, and how can we use that to, uh, you know, uh, I guess reinforce our our faith when we're talking about this subject.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot, uh, and Scripture over and over again talks about God's heart for everyone, uh, and, and those that we've written off, I, I think of the story of Jonah, who had written off uh, the people of Nineveh. Mm-hmm. Well, God had other ideas. I think of uh, Jesus' prayer in John 17 that as we are united in Jesus, people will know that Jesus is God's son. Um, I think of Revelation uh, chapter 7, verse 9, which is a picture of heaven uh, with people from every tribe, tongue, and nation and language. And, and I think there's, there is a vision of what it looks like. And then Jesus' ministry, constantly crossing uh, barriers. I think of certainly the, the Samaritan woman at the well uh, as an example of Of the bridge crossing Jesus is constantly doing, I mean even uh Jesus uh hanging out with Pharisees and engaging with those who were suffering from leprosy was bridge building and going where society said you shouldn 't go and offering a new kind of belonging uh and community uh, in his ministry so uh, we believe this is this is part of god 's heart um and frankly the the great commission uh you mm-hmm. know I was on earlier, and there was was a conversation about what God's doing in Iran and ways to get involved Mm -hmm. there. I think the Great great Commission is a bridge-building across difference ministry that the Apostle Paul embodies uh, in the book of Acts and many of his epistles.
0: You know, when we're dealing with individual struggles, we look back at where we started, and we look how God guided us through, and we see where God has guided us to where we are now. In, in the issues of racial discussions and confrontations and so forth, it's really important for us to look back at and honestly look at the history of our nation, what has happened, look at how things were and look at how things are. Mm-hmm. Are there additional resources? I'm sure that the, the book Living Undivided addresses this. Are there in addition to that? What other resources do you suggest, or do you, in order to help us to understand our past and better understand where we are in comparison.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's so many, uh, good books out there to check out, but, but, and, uh, and we reference some of those in ours, but I would say one of the things that we really encourage is to look locally. Um, not necessarily, uh, if, if you want to read some books, find some good ones and, and, uh, and check those out, but, What's been the story around race and ethnicity in in your context? I, uh, my family and I moved to near New Richmond, Ohio, uh, which is a little river town, about thirty minutes from Cincinnati, uh, a couple of years ago. And right now, we're involved with uh, the Equal Justice Initiative, uh, Brian Stevenson's organization, to try to get a memorial to a victim of lynching uh, that happened about mm-hmm. five miles from where where I live, and it was in eighteen ninety five and uh, back when, gosh, that was happening way too much, and I think it's important for us to remember that. I also would say this, and this is actually, we have a history chapter in the book, and we call it Remember the Titans. And I'm an historian, I have a PhD in history, and I can chapter and verse our history and all the atrocities that have happened. And I think it's important we recognize that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, there, there have been times when when the church and, and followers of Jesus have, have been, been pretty close to where we need to be, and so how do we find? And New Richmond's a place where that was true, where followers of Jesus basically said we are we're going to be part of the abolitionist movement. We're going to be driving the Underground Railroad in this in this River County in Ohio, um, and they they actually bonded together. And there was a thriving uh, free Black community before the Civil War, and then formerly enslaved folks. Twenty percent of the city was. Uh, was, was black at the turn of the 20th century because it became a place where churches and followers of Jesus created a culture in the city of belonging across difference. And mm-hmm. I believe that's possible. We need to see those examples and learn from them.
0: The book is Living Undivided by Troy Jackson. Uh, Troy, how do we uh, get more information? How do we get a hold of your book and get more resources?
1: Yeah, so, so uh, our, uh, our website is undivided.us. Uh, undivided.f. You can go there. There's information about how to uh, get the book. We also, you, if you're interested in partnering with us around uh, some discipleship work uh, with your congregation or your community, you can find all the information there. And of course, the book's available at Baker, which is our publisher at, at Amazon, and places like that.
0: Troy, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for taking a few minutes to be on the on the show with us. And uh, we really do appreciate everything about it. Uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day, my brother.
1: Thanks for the invitation.